Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Let's Drone Out. Tonight is episode 420. We've all done some edibles, so this should be somewhat of an interesting show once it hits. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm only joking. Uh, tonight we are joined by the man with the moustache, Stephen. Hello, evening all. Uh, my buddy, Cole. Howdy. I'm your host, Brian to the Fly. Hello. How is it going? Fail safe. Uh, if you want to come on, uh, just shoot me on Discord. My Discord is open. Sorry we're a little late. Uh, we were mistakenly waiting for Curry Kitten, but he had already told me that he's busy tonight, and I had completely forgotten. If, uh, if this is Curry listening to this later on, sorry I'm a moron. And I hope that you do fix your mega CD because right, I am very uh, invested in the outcome of that. Uh, sp- speaking of which, have any of you heard the Unity news? So this kind of affects the simulators. Unity, as from my understanding, and this is limited to so take this with a pinch of salt, in my opinion, legal uh, legal notice. Uh, Unity released a statement saying that um, instead of you using their engine and then once you've made something and then you're selling it, then they uh, recoup a sort of uh, return on investment, like interest and that, and take payment for that. They are now switching over to a per-install basis and charging you, the developer, and, and that's what I think it is. So if you don't like Curry Kitten, then install Curry Kitten Simulator on your computer, your laptop, your <laughs> Steam Deck, because that will cost Curry Kitten money. Uh, if you're a fan of Curry Kitten, uh, don't install it. And wait till uh, he rebuilds his game on Unreal Engine. Or play uncrashed if you don't want to cost anyone money. <laughs> so FPV is it FPV uncrashed that game? I don't know. I haven't got my Steam open. Sorry, what? Who's cost who money? I'm quite confused by this. Unity, Unity have turned around and said we're now going to charge per install. Oh right, and, but that's know, only if you upgrade Unity, isn't it? Because they can't retroactively. I don't know. Change the license, can they? So it'll only be if you upgrade to the latest version of Unity. Let me do a window swap here. So I'm looking at camera, not off to one side. There we are. Yeah, that's. It's fairly typical, unfortunately, in the world of software. Oracle have done similar things with Java in the past, which basically means no one, uh, no one should upgrade. Twenty percent per download, including oh, pirates. Well, yeah, including I'd, pirates. Well, I think that's a joke. Um, typically, these licensing <laughs> agreements are overlooked until people start to get serious sales, anyway, and then they step in and go, "All right, mate." So, because Curry's not, you know, not even making a a living, he's really just getting money to cover his outlay because he had to pay a registration fee <sighs> for the Steam store. So, yeah, um, no, I just wonder. Yeah, I just wonder what the outcome of that would be. You know, is he now because he's has to make money for the Steam store with the with the twenty percent? Is he now negative? Well, 
twenty percent of nothing is still nothing. I th- I and if it's I'm not retroactive, assuming. you're assuming that it's you. You can't change the license terms and add uh, payment structure without typically updating the software, unless it's a software as a service offering which is continually delivered. Curry would have to like update to some new version of Unity and knowingly walk into this problem. So we just hope that you know he spotted it, and he doesn't walk into it, and they should should be good. Um, it's not like Unity had all the bells and whistles anyway. Unity is the same engine that Liftoff uses, and I think that's well known as being, you know, it's almost as ugly as uh, what's that one that always annoys me? All the racers like uh, the really old one that's really really ugly. Liftoff? Um, no, the older than Liftoff. What's it called? Oh, FPV free free rider. No, no, no. The um, not that one. It's got its own installer and everything. Velocidrone? Velocidrone, yeah. Almost as ugly as Velocidrone, yeah. Just like... Oh, Velocidrone. Look at Cole pulling that out of the bag. Oh, my no, word. I just the did a quick Google search of uh, different uh, drone simulators. <laughs> I have got the keys. Google. Yeah, I, I admit it flies quite nice, but I, I fly it for like five minutes, and then I think, oh, I'll do like a freestyle map, and I just go, oh, no. <laughs> I just bounced off it. Um, trip yeah. is quite promising. They're overhauling their flight mechanics currently, and um, they seem to be just in a huddle right now. There might be some interesting news coming from the trip. That's TRYP camp. Um, so, yeah, check that out. A few of us have, have looked at a closed beta, and um, it flies quite nicely, and it's got a big range of maps. That's another Unreal Engine one, I believe. The ice tunnels are super fun to fly down from Caroline. Yeah. Liftoff's new winter level. Oh, I haven't tried the winter level. Yeah. That'd be cool. There's a winter level in, in Trip as well, which I've been quite enjoying. I'll have to give Liftoff a go. I did like the Liftoff micro drones. That was good. Yeah, there was the Find the Snowmans at Christmas. I did enjoy that in Liftoff. I was playing that for a little bit. Yeah, see, I was doing simulator on like a 2010 iMac that can't do anything past like 480p resolution. So uh, I haven't done any updates, uh, needless to say. Here we are. So hypo FPV with some of the uh, the numbers here. So applies if you make more than a million of whatever currency, probably uh, United States dollars, I guess, and have no, over two hundred thousand. Hmm? Oh, sorry for talking over you. Isn't Unity based in the UK? I don't know. I haven't a clue. Haven't a clue. Well, anyway, whatever the currency might be, I don't think Curry is quite, you know, out on his yacht thanks to the proceeds of his sim yet. So, oh, for yeah, I had a quick. Right I had a quick look on the on the on the Unity, search, oh. and it was like. One pound sixty or something. Sorry, Cole. Carry yeah. on. All right, just saying Unity. If if it's Unity Technologies, I don't know if it's the same thing. I think it is. Yeah, San Francisco. Engine. Yeah, San Francisco, based out of California. Yeah. yeah. My mistake. It shows what I know. Right. So yeah, he's he's got a bit of leeway. He he can probably in UK currency manage to trouser about eight hundred thousand. But you know. <laughs> Good luck on him if he does that. <laughs> Fair play if he could do that. That'd be great. But uh, I don't think any of the sim people are making huge stacks of cash. I don't know. Maybe we could just encourage everyone to like buy it again and like ramp him over the threshold. So you, you've got a Steam library, which is nothing but like 500 copies of Curry's sim. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And several. I sent you the link, Failsafe. Thanks, Michael. Looking, correcting, and looking stuff up. It's a fun little thing to fly for sure. Yeah. There is a lot of places, but yeah, Brighton—they are based in Brighton as well, and they got one in Bristol, which is kind of cool. They're doing pretty well, but there's there's a, something of a stigma attached to Unity Gaming because they're very much the. I think by by quite a wide margin, they're the easiest place to start. So you end up with not just uh, you know single developers who are short on time like Curry, but 
you know, game studios who are maybe larger production houses but less accomplished and their programmers are perhaps not so hot. They tend to be the people that use Unity. So um, it, it's got a little bit of a, a reputation around it, I guess. Um, and historically, it had quite a few weird bugs with with input and things, largely fixed by SDL now. Which you know, Curry's done a ton of work to get all these different radios working, and he had to go and find special frameworks to kind of sidestep some of the Unity input problems to get different controllers working. Oh shoot, guys! I actually have to I have to hit the road. Off I guess uh, I'm. Uh... Off to work now because uh, I'm have to be there early now, according to my phone. So, oops. See you guys. No worries. Take care, buddy. See ya. Bye. Hello, failsafe. Hello, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> All right. Yeah, good. One out, one in. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's always the way. Yeah. What, we, what uh, fancy piece of glass are you coming to us uh, via right now, Rowan? glass what do you mean as in the camera your lens you've got by far the the nicest image of possibly (laughs) any any guest on the show so far um it's an a7 a sony a74 and a um 35 mil f 1.2 lens i think it is so it's it's a lot of lighting you've got a decent background blur but uh yeah 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 it really does (laughs) nice good. good job man what have you been up to then Oh, just working really. Um, obviously, did the drone fest thing. Um, yeah, I don't. We didn't really do much this weekend, but hopefully soon we're going to be going out for another trip to various bandos in the UK. Because I've not really been out on a trip with sort of some friends for quite a while. It's mainly been like I've had festivals to film. Then I've had obviously drone fest, and then last weekend I just sort of chilled out. But hopefully next this weekend I'll be going somewhere to fly it's been a while cool. cool yeah i gather we had a recap of uh, drone fest last week i didn't get around to listening to the show yet um ah. i was kind of off disconnected in the countryside with no internet <laughs> for quite a while yeah so have you guys um seen flight test have released their easy uh remote id i don't know whether you guys have checked it out i know it doesn't really apply to us uk people yeah yeah what did you think um it's a very awkwardly sized board and um, with a lot of empty space so my first thought was oh, i bet they could improve the layout on that and actually make it so it doesn't stick out so much yeah um, there is a lot of unused space around the outside of it compared to the gps part and the one with the plug has it kind of tantalizingly close to the edge as if like whispering snap me snap me off <laughs> yeah I, is that a molex i don't know i, yeah, I can't it's like a ph 2.0 kind of quite chunky yeah. molex and they say it could run with power only which is nice like you don't need to connect uh, data but i believe it it can function as a gps as well although it's not clear if it's going to be some sort of msp gps or if it'll just pretend to be like a ublocks device i haven't read that much about it are you There's tempted to order one and then have a little no. play around? No, because if it's designed for America, then What's probably the point, powering yeah. it on over here, it might actually be, hmm. you know, just a big beacon to the police, like, please come over here and uh, talk to me and tell me I'm in the wrong country and I've just identified myself as a certified idiot for firing up something, beaconing my identity all over the place on the wrong frequencies. So I might leave it be. <laughs> Does anyone know like what what frequency it runs on? Oh, I bet Frank would know all this stuff. All the all the oh, eight. I don't know. Is it ADSB the transponder frequencies? I don't know if they're different for different know. countries or not. Someone yeah. was it. Frank was saying that even in this country, it's like a mess of different beaconing systems and in different regions and things. Oh, for a remote ID, we all about on aircraft. Oh, on aircraft. Yeah, I think yeah. Caroline has been attracted to Bluetooth. That's what I thought. I thought it was Bluetooth. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Well, Bluetooth yeah, should be goes fine. Goes to your phone. Okay. If it's Bluetooth, what is it? Two point four. Then it's supposed to get like a hundred meters. I just assumed it was more than Bluetooth if it was doing a hundred meters. But oh, it's so yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, hundred meters isn't real. Well, it's not an awful lot, is it? 
it didn't have an external antenna that I saw. So, yeah, I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to have a look and be like, oh, is there? Yeah, is there one like you know, sort of like PCB antennas? Other than like an easy way of adding GPS to vehicles where you struggle to fit in GPS previously, I just I don't see the point. This business. I mean, I don't. It's I don't know how phones work because it's quite you know we we put these big blocks on the back of our drones to get signal and everything, and even then, it doesn't you know it's not always great like. It's quite, I don't know, it's quite incredible to me how, you know, you got a phone and it's got Bluetooth, you know, all this built in, even GPS built in. It's it's like, you know, it's just tiny. It, like, I don't even, you open up phones, you don't even see the antenna in there. So it's a bit I think a, a lot of them, you remember the antenna gate thing that iPhone had where they were actually running the iPhone antenna 5. as a band around the phone and if you held it in the, the wrong place, I like yeah. a human being, then it completely blocked the antenna. So I think yeah. there's there's some kind of um, integral antenna where they put antenna material around the chassis, or at least the old iPhone did. Yeah, because you've got the antenna, like they talk about antenna lines, so I guess yeah. se- let's separate the metal out. Yeah. Cool. Is that one of the remote ID modules then? Yeah, yeah. this is the one. Uh, is that an antenna in the bottom corner? The thing with like 4-4 four, four written looks, on it? Looks like a ceramic antenna, yeah, to me. Interesting. Yeah, it does. Got a little battery backup as well, so I guess it can get lock quicker. It, there is, a, you know, it's U, U blocks as well. Yeah, it's a crazy yeah, exactly. Why does it need to be so big? I don't know. It's a grid. People not running it out. I wonder if that's quad flat, no leads. They've managed to silkscreen this beautiful flight test logo onto it, but they couldn't like label the pads. Oh no! That'd be more helpful. They don't want to. They don't want to give you information. And that you see that connector that where it's like off the the edge, is like huge and empty, and yeah, and it's already really big. And then they stick the connector on a corner. On a corner. <laughs> and it's hanging off the side of the board. Why? That's the worst place to mount it. This, this, this was designed by someone who flew wings and was like, "Oh, quads. They need holes at these distances apart. That'll do." And they just kind of yolo the board design out. <laughs> just chuck the components on the board. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if you've got a wing, it's much easier because you've essentially got a big box where you can just like hot glue things inside it and, and off it goes happily. But if you're trying to build stuff into a structure, that's going to be harder. Sorry for dissing all the fixed wing people, implying that they were just hot gluing things into boxes and throwing them into the air. I know well, some of you also use tape. Yeah, it is a privilege. Less of it. Look, you're terrified of PWM. You cannot talk. I am. It's a mess. It's a total mess. Uh, Brandon says uh, our re- representative aviation administrators will reverse every single purchase. Right. Dominic Clifton said uh, that's that is the official PCB design madness yes it's uh, and Stugsy <laughs> says yes that's a wing fitting monstrosity I don't think Dom wants almost, to bother almost costs as much as the Calyx Vista mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah speaking of which do you see the HD0 uh, VTX. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. They stacked, they were kind of... Show it off. The... Yeah, let's get, it, let's get a picture on the screen. Um, do you want me to get one, I guess? Yeah. I think Defiance yeah, RC yeah. had it in stock, didn't they? That's where I was seeing it before. Okay. Here we are. I've got a picky. I haven't kept up, but is, are they winning? I don't know if they're winning, but they are nice and red, which has got to account for something, hasn't it? <laughs> so, if it was orange, you'd be all about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, yeah, you like, don't need to go and say, state the obvious, do we, Jacko? If it was yellow or orange, I'd have bought five already. But as it is, it's just red, and that's not going to go with any of my 3D printing filaments, so I'm afraid I can't oblige. They've got a large number of connectors on here. It does make me wonder what's 
going on. Yeah, free th- connectors. Free. So there's a keypad, one label keypad. Maybe this is a, a HD0 specific thing, but there's, a, yeah, and another one down there. I guess this is a camera connector, but that looks, maybe it isn't actually. Maybe that's serial. It, so no, 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 I think that's maybe an update port, maybe. Or the way I expect the it. camera connector to be opposite sides from the clamp down with the UFL, but maybe yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm a noob there. Or maybe it's just underneath, um, you see that, like just underneath that white connector. To the left and just underneath oh, that, yeah. maybe it's just under there. It or is a, like a clamp there, maybe. A solid looking lump of aluminium. I think I was seeing the weight as 22 point something grams for this alone. So that is the same as the Vista, pretty much, isn't it? The Vista was that sort of 23 gram yeah. area, I think. And it's good for, was it one watt or two watts or something ludicrous? Well, it says, well, it says one watt. But then if you look at the actual specs of it, it says one watt at race band one or something. Like, I'm pretty sure, didn't we have it? I don't know if this is confirmed or whatever, but when I watched a couple of videos on the previous Freestyle VTX, the power would drop off. So if you're on race band one, you get the full one watt output. But if you go to like race band two, three, four, five, six, and the power just drops off. I don't know if that's, that's an issue yeah, with people measuring it right. or if that's actually how it works. But it does say in the description at one watt, um, at race band one so i don't know if other power outputs have different uh sorry different channels have different power outputs on that, on that. no i think you're absolutely right that it's just a, a factor that the tuning that you end up with with less power as you change channels yeah i mean that's standard with um analog vtx's anyway isn't it still a lot of power it's not like you need that but i don't think you get totally rid of the sparkles do you that's Something that uh, annoyed me a bit with the HD zero stuff. And yeah, I mean, I did. I've been like, I used DJI. Well, I used analog first of all. Then I went to DJI. Then I went to walks now. And I tried HD zero at uh, in Croatia. Actually, I tried uh, one of the guys in the chat. High press view oh, yeah. HD zero. Yeah, and, I tried that. Yeah, well. so it was quite. I did like the connected feel. I must admit, it was very connected. Um, the, the issue with me was going in those sketchy bits where you know with with some other system it'd be sort of lagging a tiny bit but with hd0 it's just just pretty much you can't see it's quite you know drops off a cliff quite a bit when you're on the edge of range yeah. which I guess every system does but i just found that to be quite uh, yeah i'm not too f- sure about that but apart from it apart from that if you're flying close to yourself and that is a very nice connected feel given that that's for sure yeah, it was <laughs> he cool. crashed and broke my HD zero drone. He says, <laughs> "I did. I think. I don't know. I think I got a bit carried away." <laughs> I think the the cost for me was just unexpectedly high because this was coming in. I think sort of ninety to a hundred currency units, which is up there with the DJI stuff. Not with O three, but it's a lot for something that I thought of as basically a a bit of a bump for analog kit, but not like a not like a full premium digital system. Yeah. It's what, the VTX, what, that V2 one is 90, 94 pounds in the UK. Yeah. Mm. So it look, does look like the UFL connector is the opposite side to the camera. Yeah. So and they've, uh oh, for, yeah, for 94 quid, we're still stuck with UFL, no MMCX, unfortunately. I bet people would really like more to MMCX. <laughs> <laughs> more room heavier um, they've, they've got like die cast aluminium blocks on it Jack that <laughs> it's not really cutting the mustard to complain about weight once you've clamped a whole load of aluminium onto it uh, stuff has to keep cool you have you to like, what are you guys what's your guys opinion on all these flight controllers and VTXs just putting heat sinks on them like you'll see this uh, not VTX what am I about um, ESCs they'll have just like put a heatsink on the EAC, but like the speedy B ones for like literally what well, I don't see a reason, like just to make it look good. Like branding, isn't it? That. It's like yeah, putting a spoiler on it. It's adding extra weight for like what, what gain, you know? I, I mean, about that. does it, does it help with cooling? Does it help with more on spa- splash with like, you know, dodgy soldering? Does well, it-, it might catch those little bursts where like something really bloody nasty happens for like, a quarter of a second and yeah. instead of that thing hitting 
potentially 150, 200 degrees C, it might only hit like 120 instead, and it might survive instead of like desoldering itself in a blaze of glory, which yeah. can happen uh, to ESCs. And also, if it does blow, it's a bit of a sort of tinfoil shield uh, in the way of your ESCs burning your flight controller. I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem <laughs> with it. I don't. I'm not that annoyed by it. I mean, I think everyone would love for ESCs to be invulnerable, but there's this constant trade-off of cost and space and complexity that everyone's fighting with, and and yeah. the ESC designs have been pretty much the same for well since BLHALI 32 appeared. Right, the actual hardware designs haven't changed a ton. Um, there, there is a new chip which is supposed to be dropping the um, F4A, which combines the MCU with the, the drivers, so that you just need the single controller chip and then the oh, FETs. Oh, yes, because you used to use, like, oh, I see. So you've so you just got more, the control so drivers on, so you can fit bigger them. Bigger FETs. Packed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Because you used to have, like, your MCU in the middle of the ESC, and then you'd have, like, slide. three little chips next to that, and then you'd have your banks of big chunky fets so those three little controller drivers for each channel you don't need them anymore i think that seems to or i don't know if it was one or three but anyway there was some extra chips that are basically evaporating and that's pretty cool. going to yeah. add the add some extra components diodes and things onto them as well to, so that those aren't needed as surface mount as well so things are slowly moving yeah. but expecting them to drop any any month but for whatever reason they're um they're not appearing yet but uh there's going to be some new escs this year i think yeah the airbot airbot f4a as, as dom says yeah that's the one and um they're, they're talking about a success as that already which integrates more bits onto it as well a v2 of that walks now avatar hd mini V3 is out and the Matec F405 V2. I was annoyed that I bought I bought a VTX just before they upgraded it. Quite miffed about that. Is there much difference? <laughs> well, they widened the voltage range so it goes from like 3.1 volts to I think 13 volts so you can run it on like a 10 volt back or a 5 volt back or a 1S system you know, or a 2S, uh, 3S system as well. That's quite handy. Yeah, 3.1 to 13 volts. Here's the one. So you've got, uh, this is the new one. It's the V3. So you've got, if you can see that. Oh, cool. is, it, is it a plug or glued? I can't quite see if it's potted. Or... Sorry, it's got like, it's soldered it's on. And you've got some like glue on the top. And then you've got a little connector this side. Uh, when it focuses, probably not going to focus. That's your USB. But that's for your JST. Um, JST, and then you've got your antenna connector there. Um, you got a nice little lockdown on the antenna train relief on the antenna connector, or? Um, yep, yeah, there is. It's like a metal. Hang on. It has got a metal clasp on the on the top. Uh, to and is that thirty-two gig or an eight gig? It's thirty-two. You've got yeah, cool. you've got thirty-two, and it takes a maximum of uh, fifteen volts input. I think it is. So and this is up them. to, other than going up to 500 milliwatt instead of up to 700, maybe a watt, but maybe not if reports are to be believed. This is kind of identical to the other one, but lighter. Uh, yeah, it's more. It's more of a hardware revision, really. You know, they call it V3, but it's it's not. You know, it's not a, like a step above. You know, it's just a slight hardware revision, in my opinion. Uh, to allow that higher voltage input like if you i think they're actually now selling this separately so you're going to be able to mm. get the vtx separately without the heat sink on and they're actually upgrading the 1s board to um yeah 232 gigabytes as well so you're going to be able to get 32 oh, cool. gigabytes on this tiny thing and have that added voltage input as well so for people that were i was you know, going to slightly higher input. just before they did that and uh then saw the announcement and i was yeah ah. it's, it's really annoying how they it's really annoying how they're doing it. Like they're doing these small little changes, which is cool. But it, for people that are actually buying this previously, and you know they bought just bought one or whatever, and then, then this like revision comes and it's not really named anything different. It's just it's going to get a bit confusing for people. So yeah. 
do think there needs to be a bit of better naming system so that people can easily identify, oh, look, I've got the... Because, you know, when you see this or whatever, you're not... It's not labeled or anything. You don't know how much storage is on it or... So, yeah, it's not, not great, but... Well, that actually, one. that that one is kind of that one has revisions. There's the V1, which was the dual antenna silver one, and then the V2 was black with the twenty mil mount. And now V3 they're, they're looks kind of the same, but it's they're slightly lower. Because but, this is only five hundred milliwatts, and it's um, it's only five hundred milliwatts, and it can only take a fifteen volt input. Yeah. Whereas the V2 so one, what I was saying is that that's a good situation compared to the one S stuff which does all yeah. look pretty much identical. Like visually it's the, the original 1S one yeah. before they took the heat spreader off and then the one afterwards without a heat spreader. And now there's going to be like a, a V3 version of that that's going to look identical to the one before it. So yeah. it's going to be tricky. Yeah. But um, yeah, may, I've not tried this one yet where you should put it in a build and give it a go. Did you um, try all the color fonts, all that business? I've not no, but they've uh, they've just they have just released a firmware update I think, which is fixes a load of issues like with iNav. There's um they've now fixed the issue which a load of people have been asking about, which was with custom fonts and for some reason some of the, one of the pages wouldn't work um, with iNav or some sort of thing. Like it's not something I really use, but a lot of people are bothered by that, which is completely understandable. So they finally fixed that. <laughs> That's something we've been receiving a lot of feedback about. Um, I still think there's uh, they've still got a long a bit of way to go in terms of like the image. I don't know, just the whole stability of it, the stable. You know the the like you know the over there link itself and the quality of it. I th I still think it's not that polished as it used to be before a recent update. But I'm sure they're working on that, and uh, at least they're now actually they are seem to be communicating with the actual community. Um, with Shannon, who's one of the, he's one of the guys that makes all the custom fonts. So they're actually in direct contact with him, to, uh, which is just going to help with getting all the fonts and everything compatible with the system, which is really good. But um, and, and there's a lot of speculation as well in terms of the v, the goggles. People think seem to think I was still speaking about in the Mad Tech Discord something about them releasing new goggles, and apparently I had some at Drone Fest. I can tell you, I do not know anything about new goggles or anything like that. So. Um, but then again, I don't really, I'm not really that into loop as to the development. I just sort of, they tell me, oh, look, something's coming out and, um, and let me know oh, about it. Right. You know, but they don't, you, they don't, you, you have a hype machine. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I kind of be good to know beforehand because then I can mm. be ready, especially for yeah. updates in the discord and everything. But no, I, I've done, I'm not aware of any goggles or anything like that. Maybe so they can turn the SD card slot round and put it in a sensible location. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, where good. is it on that? It's like Between directly your eyes. in there. But yeah, and it's, it's like, like yeah. upside down, so the, th the thumbnail notch that you're supposed to be able to pull the SD card out with like faces the plastic body, and it's just yeah. it's in a stupid place, and it's upside down. Someone um, with an NDA would say that. I, I don't know if I've got an NDA. Well, I don't know. I don't think I do. Maybe it's just a... <laughs> Better air path, like Madstech was looking at optimizing the air path I mean, for his fans and things. It could be that they, they, this is Caddix. They could be doing it. They could do anything. They could drop something tomorrow, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But I've not heard of anything. It, but maybe they're just potentially having supply issues, and they just need to restock it, or some sort of issue with supply uh, supply chain or something like that. Could be something as simple as that, or it could be something, you know, something they're working on. But not too sure. <laughs> But yeah, they got they got a couple of things with the V two the the V one goggles that I want to see improve. Like the HDMI output, it has never worked consistently for me. Um, I've even bought well, I've even asked them to send me I've sent me a replacement um, USB C board in it to think oh you know maybe changing the connector out would help. But no, like after around ten seconds, the thing would just just cut out. Uh, the video would just stop. I've tried it on many monitors, capture cards, and everything. And uh, it's still the same. And I've heard a load of other people say that as well. So All right. I thought you that. were flying it at uh, DroneFest last year and you had a monitor. I did, yeah. It was working fine then. Um, yeah, it was working fine then. But, uh, so I don't know if there's a recent update or something that's caused it. But It feels yeah. like they might be overloading the system because I'm hearing people say, oh, yeah, get rid of the OSD flickering, disable recording. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? A load of people were saying, like, yeah, a load of people think, you know, feature requests and everything, they like, just post some... 
you know, they're cool. Th- don't get me wrong, they're cool ideas, but I don't think some people realize the sort of the technicality of just what is involved to, you know, some things are just limited by just technical point of view. You know, you can't just be like releasing a firmware update to give 4K over the air or, you know, or, you know, at yeah. 60 FPS or something, you know, some, there's, there is limitations with it. And yeah, I think we've all got to understand that. That might need to do hard revision to, to, you know, for some of the capabilities we're suggesting. But well, like, like are, with a lot of stuff, listening. they might just need to learn the hardware up learn its quirks and learn the optimizations that are possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, there's, there's some stuff going around as well about Artisan or something, like Cadix don't actually make the firmware or something like that. Yeah, but it's I just mean, a, effectively the SDK samples from Artisan. Um, I mean, yeah, that could be something yeah. in it, but I'm not, not so aware of it. To be honest, like, whoever's... I'm not too bothered as long as this thing's getting sorted. Then, as long as it works. Mm-hmm. I, I have wondered if, if they may be would be a bit more open to assistance from the community. It's a question of how open the people they're buying the chips from allow them to be at the end of the day. So yeah, I have to wait and see. Maybe we'll see something like WTFOS and uh, over time, but uh, it's hard to tell right now. Yeah. Originally, they had a, a known password so you could get into the, the system and log in when it was booting. But they've they've changed that, and that that caused quite a bit of irritation with people because it was almost like, well, if if an update failed, I could like fix my system, and now you've gone and stopped me from being able to do that <laughs> on the, you know, just because security. But and then again, at least it's not like well, uh, I was going to say at least it's not like Orca where they uh, it's that, that's not their fault. But I'm just saying, um, yeah, there was that thing with Orca with the time locking it out and stuff like that. Hasn't been that we walked on yet, but I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty weird. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Caroline posted a link um, and it's got a TBS spec wing. Apparently she was out flying it and uh, line of sight uh, Saturday. Broke it a little, but all repaired. It's really tough. So that's good. E600 for the win. 6,000. That's it. The rhinestone uh, glue. So maybe there is some slight truth in Stephen's statement of they just glue it and hope for the best. Send it. Yeah. Yeah, I got out and did a bit of flying while I was uh, hidden away in the countryside as well. So I put a few packs through a couple of different quads, some of the walk snail ones. I had a little 1S thing with a tiny light camera. And I had uh, one of the new V2 VTXs with the uh, the Sony Pro camera on there. And I also had a, a little three and a half inch, which is going to be upgraded to the O3 Lite, but it's still got the, the full fat uh, O3 on there. So messing around with them and kind of comparing and contrasting. The O3 does give me a great image, but oh, I had a lot of trouble coming out from like from under trees into bright sunlight. You know, we had this beautiful sunny weather last week before the heavy rain appeared. And uh, I was enjoying flying around the trees. And it's exceptionally cinematic, but it is straight up dazzling doesn't, coming out into sunlight. Doesn't do, didn't cope too well. I think that's one of the weaknesses of O3, like just like with any, any, system, any camera really. It doesn't cope that well in low light, um, the camera from what I've seen. It's very pretty though. But, um, yeah, it gets you beautiful 100%. footage. But at the same time, beautiful footage of like dappled light through trees from a pilot's point of view, it's more like, where am I going? And less, oh, look at all the pretty lights. So that's, they're kind of conflicting, I think. I've, I think I've said it before, but I feel like the goals of being cinematic and of having good navigable view are kind of mutually exclusive because a lot of the things that provide you beautiful cinematography actually make it harder to see where you're going and to distinguish objects from each other. Yeah, because yeah, obviously I flew O3 
uh, in Grace, actually. You know, you know, behind our apartment, we had Stephen. Mm. Stephen was one of the guys who came. So I was flying. I flew one pack with Walks now. I went around the whole entire apartment, um, struggling a bit around the back of it. And I flew over three, and it was the, the penetration and performance of it is really good. So definitely yeah. better. But um, yeah, it's, I was surprised like how well it did when I was just going around the whole house. It, it didn't really feel much different. Um, it's quite it's quite good in that respect. Yeah. So they still like DJI still winning the the sort of performance race of everything and everyone sort of like chasing behind oh I don't know I don't know if, no. I don't know what to say about that <laughs> I mean there's, there's benefits and downsides to every every system to be honest um, yeah I, I, I don't know what else to say it's very beautiful <laughs> I am kind of but, biased but yeah. yeah. The, the one thing I did notice with DJI is um and I, annoyingly, I hadn't noticed it until I think it was, um, is it Diversion or the guy who makes the really light, like scimitar frames? And he's always on about thrust and, uh, and his videos. Um, anyway, he's, he's been looking at O3 and pairing it right down. And he noticed that there was a kind of a stutter, like if you do a, a yaw then sometimes you notice like an unevenness in the frame rate. And if you change it from auto onto manual, for some reason it stops that, which is a bit odd. Like some artifacts of the channel hopping that DJI is doing messes with the latency. And if you lock it yeah, to a I've single channel, it makes it better. That's a bit odd. My friend, my friend now, FPV, he's another guy that came to Croatia as well. He's not, he's flown, he's bought an Air O3A unit and used it with the P2 goggles. And he's been saying how about how the stuttering really puts him off because he's, it's sort of a hardcore analog pilot, so he's quite sensitive to latency and everything. He was just sort of saying that, yeah, he's not a great fan of Geo uh, Free and and Cadiz Vista as well. He's I don't something just didn't get on with it well with him. I didn't notice um, it on the Vista, but on the O3 when I like do a yaw from side to side, and I know like I'm not doing anything crazy with the sticks. Like I've got loads of Expo, and I'm just really slowly moving the sticks on these fancy pants AGO one gimbals. And I expect the quad to kind of just yaw like that. And it kind of goes, and it feels like I'm seeing some frames disappear or the latency is just so all over the place that it's really noticeable. I mean, I do want to say as well, like in terms of walks now compared with Vistas, obviously I came from Vistas. I went from Mm. DJI to and I've seen that progress over time. And I can, I'd definitely rather be flying with the Walksnow system rather than Vistas because I just, yeah. the, the, the built-in storage as well is super handy. Like I can, you know, I can post, I posted a couple um, Instagram reels where I'm just using the DVR and it, in my opinion, it looks very super, much superior over, you know, just DJI DVR because you're recording directly on the VTX and you've got 32 gigabytes on there. In the connectivity could be better, you know, it could have a, you know, proper a faster connection to, to transfer the footage. That's not a big deal, but yeah, I quite like the fact you can just record and they'll record directly on there on on the VTX, and you got you know just a, a clean um, feed without any interference. I think that's a really proper advantage over the Vistas. Yeah, I have my little three and a half inch where I've actually just glued the USB to JST adapter in there, so I could just shove mm-hmm. a USB cable in the in the back of it. And I was thinking of crafting some of my own. I bought some little. USB-C sockets and I was going to make an extra small USB-C to JST and just like stick them on a couple of the VTXs so I could just plug in and get the footage because it's it's nice to have it does it does the job yeah. yeah especially for those smaller builds as well now now the VTX are coming with 32 gigabytes of storage on this mm-hmm. tiny little board like you know for micros and things like that that's that's a that's a big deal um, it lasts again, a long time then again with O3 as well you're getting now the naked kits which aren't really off the shelf but that's 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 pretty cool as well i'd quite like to try one of those um yeah and with with the walk snail stuff you've eight gig or 32 gig on board but it it goes quite a long way at 1080p with walk snail like i'll be recording a a video and it'll do about 1.7 gigs for five minutes and if i'm doing o3 that's like i think at 120 you want to get 120 in the goggles you put that up 124k and it's like nine and a half or 10 gig for five minutes and that's an amount of data that's 
actually fairly difficult to move around. It's kind of on the upper end of, am I going to start having to need to take like really yeah. fast external hard drives with me if I'm going out for flying for a day because I might have 200 gigs of footage at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you change the, can you change the resolution, things like that, to drop it down so you can record more? Because but then you end up with lower free, resolution. Then, you were gonna, then you're going to be flying that resolution. That's the downside as well. Yeah. You, wherever you're flying, you're recording and you're flying, you're also recording. A gyro in. flow because you're going to be cropping inside the frame so you end up with a grittier image in gyro flow because you'd never get the yeah. full 4K because you're having to, you know, crop in with gyro flow anyway. Yeah. You don't, yeah. I've not really seen that many pilots like use O3 as their main camera, like their main actually camera. I've seen Philip actually. Philip's one of the pilots I have seen um, where he's using it as his, like, well, he uses it as actually a backup. So he was flying with the Action 2. He broke his ND filter midway through the flight and just switched the O3 footage and it looked really good. So I've not really seen many pilots just switch exclusively to O3. Most of them are still running an action camera of some kind, um, which is interesting. Yeah, but. yeah I think it's it, it's worth a go just to actually... I'm seeing if I can get a, a video out here. I think I've, I've got a couple of clips. Um, some of the footage is really, really nice, but at the same time, I'm not really a video guy. And I, I did have very good lighting, so I was able to get a few bits and pieces that looked nice. I had to fart around quite a lot to kind of get it, but... What's um, uh, I've just seen Numskull FPV in the chat saying, trouble with DJI VTX is they have the SBUS section too. What do you mean by that? As in... They've got like SBUS output from the VTX, and some people, if they're not like paying attention when they wire it, they can they end up connecting the S bus um, and it just uh, spams a UART and they people get quite confused. I, I always repin the connectors so that I only have like the, the UART for the VTX and its power supply connected. But by default the cables they give you, they have S bus as well. So Oh yeah, yeah, I just straight away well, I don't run cut them or repin. The them. Yeah, I just I just depin the uh, UART, yeah, the S bus. Yeah, so this is like a shot out of the O3. Um, it's not bad. I mean, obviously, I can't play it because then the, the quality probably just goes to bits. But um, yeah, I was getting some pretty good footage out of it. Uh, it's yeah. just, I guess it's it's too expensive to put in every quad, and I can't really take it out of one quad and put it into another at the drop of a hat. But But it's nice. It's like it's frozen for us. I don't know if it's... Uh, yeah, I didn't want to play it because I thought oh. since then I do, it'll just go into a bunch of blocks. Ah, right. Makes sense. Yeah, Vanover. Yeah. Vanover, yeah, I've seen... Well, some of his couple of videos I've seen, he's... He, um... I don't know if he just flies it, but for all his videos he's doing, like you'll see he's uploading a new video saying he's changed a few things in his setup and most of them are... Well, the, the main change really is he switched the action to... Um, this is main camera, so I think he is using Action Two, and his flying is just amazing. It's just so good; it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's kind of superhuman. I think I've got a perfect frame in here that kind of illustrates some of the the problems of of O3, like coming um, out into sunlight because you it looks very. This is what I mean for our audio viewers: it's super cinematic, but at the same time, like, where am I going again? Like, okay. Oh. That's that's beautiful, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's oh. a, that's a problem which I has been with uh, Walksnow as well. I think it's just uh, it's just a quite challenging thing for cameras to do. You know, switch from light to dark really quickly. Um, I don't know if the Cadix Vista or whatever using previously was better than that. I assume it was. <laughs> it was sort of blown out. I think some analog cameras have historically managed to do it. You kind of get a, a little yeah. ways out. And it started to get a bit better, but um, yeah, you can get a bit close to obstacles without realizing. Do you have to rebind whenever you go back to old air units, though? I'm actually not flying the old air units right now. I think most of, I've got them in a couple of quads still, but um, I found when I pick up something to fly, I'm picking up the walk snail systems. Um, I'm not really thinking about it, but I'm just flying the walk snail stuff every time. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not actually rebind. I haven't had to rebind to the to the old system. I really like 
I I've thought like about trying DJI as well, and that, like the other thing is I've sold my DJI V2 goggles uh, to a friend, so it's I and I've obviously been using the Walksnow goggles since then. I'm really like I just really like the small form factor of them and, yeah. and how they fit on my face. They're not like quite as big as bulky as the V2 goggles, which is what I quite like personally about. Um, I found going back to the DJI goggles, I was like, oh, wait, I must have knocked the focus when these were in the bag because I can see the center of the screen, but the edges are all blurred. And then then I was like, oh, no, that's just how they are. They're just a massive box goggle. And I was actually, I haven't used these for so long, I'd forgotten that it's impossible to actually focus on the whole screen. I wonder if the, you know, the, do they call them the O3, like, Goggles, yeah, you fancy know. goggles. They're probably better. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Do they have yeah. that? So yeah, that that's an interesting. That goes into an interesting point because there's a lot of pilots in my group, um, sort of close friends that have tried the O3 um, goggles too, and they're actually going back to the the V2 goggles. And I think that's partly because with the V2 goggles, you get 100. Well, you get 120 hertz refresh rate, whereas the O3 uh, goggles too, you only 100 hertz. You get a bit more refresh rate. I'm not sure that's the entire reason, but I think the main reason is like the fit and how they fit on your face. And I think sometimes people are finding it's just too much field of view. Like the, you know, that's the one problem I've noticed. Um, some people people saying is the edge of the image will be just be distorted. So actually, they prefer to go back to the V2 goggles just for that more sort of you know less you know less field of view. But you know, you're getting decent quality. You know. Decent quality and 120 FPS. That's what I've heard from my group. Um, not too sure what other people think. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of people recommend going to the the V2 goggles to to be able to get back 120 FPS. And it was always really curious that DJI released their flagship goggles. I, I would expect the Integra to maybe be like the the lower performing one, but to have the the first flagship goggles for the o3 system come out with a lesser frame rate than the previous ones that that was super confusing to me i yeah. just i couldn't figure out what was going on there weird choice so that's odd. a technical well i don't know if that's to do with that i reckon that's probably something to do with the oled screens they're using i could probably just i don't think it's such a thing as like overdriving them so you know you can run them at a higher frame rate, but you know, you notice a lot of things with OLED goggles, like the Walksnow ones, for example, they can only do 100 FPS. DJI only 100. I don't know if it's some sort of limitation with OLED, or well, not a limitation with OLED, but you know, what I mean, like the, the, the technology around now, seems like current such time, a small so... reach to get from 100 to 120, True. though. Yeah. Such a small gap. That's interesting. Mm. But you're probably right. There's probably just there's there's one panel you can buy for a sensible amount of money, and that's the one they've all bought, and it and it just can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Probably right. Yeah. Yeah, what more do you want? These I have graced you with a new goggle, and you should buy it and like it and shut up. <laughs> I mean, you make a very valid point there, Jack. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you quibble? Who wants yeah, frame rate when you've fin- got a nice looking picture? <laughs> That's uh, Buzz for Life just been chat. I noticed with thinner foam, I didn't get much out. I didn't get out of focus as bad on goggles too. Also, four way three helps. Yeah, that's true. Four way three. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking about thinner foam though, because I, I had an issue where it. Well, I don't know if it's just got a freaking massive nose or something, but um, basically the goggles would just like you know you just notice that. They haven't got much of a cut up for your nose. So if you've got thinner foam, okay, they're going to be closer. But is that going to be an issue with where your nose as well? I don't know. <laughs> I had a big problem with the HT Zero goggles. I put them on, it felt like someone had put like scissor blades down the size yes. of my nose. They were yes, so I narrow. That as well for me. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Fellow big noses unite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard life. But yeah, the HD Zero goggles, they were kind of my hope. Like, maybe I'd get one goggle that just does everything. It's going to be so amazing. Like, just do absolutely everything. And then uh, when I tried the one, I was like, oh, God, no. I've got the wrong face for this, this beautiful plan of mine. It's not going to work at all. No. Just going to give me pain. There's still no clear winner. I just want there to be a, 
we're going with this. This is good. Yeah. People are still throwing the stuff at the wall, aren't they? That's where we are. Throw yeah. stuff at the walls. It's hard to commit. It's hard to be like, yep, yeah, I'm going to buy that system. I'm going to fly it. Because we do you think it'll ever get there, though? Or do you think people will, there'll always be something that's a tiny increment better? And so people will always be chancing it and seeing what they can do. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a lot. Especially when you think, like, how long have we had the, the O3 now? Have we had it a year? Is this our first, you know, like year of it, winter, and no one's going to be flying it? And then you've got another two summers, and then the three year thing where they turn off features and the V2's not going to work anymore. It's coming up to a year, I reckon. It's about, I reckon, about 10, 11 months. O3's been out. I'm just have a look. The O3 Air unit itself, that is. Yeah. So you've only really got another two summers. We've had we've had a weird summer where it was really late and then it was boiling hot for a week and now it's kind of eased back and that's that's all we're gonna get. So then it's you know, then it's deep dark winter. I don't know. Yeah, it's a shame. I've been following some of the other stuff where people are messing around with Wi-Fi, and that always looks like it's got a bit of promise, but it's always slightly too big or too awkwardly shaped or just too many really complex uh, connections and USB connections and ribbon cables involved. So I think I bought a, a single-board computer that was supposed to work with OpenHD about four years ago or three years ago and the support never materialized and now it's too old and too slow and it'll never work with it and it's just it's still in its box just like i thought that would be a, a way to you know have an open solution that wasn't dgi but just uh never got off the ground unless you've got some massive monster quad you know mm. eight inch props that can lift a, a giant video system it's probably not the right choice yeah boo Grumble, grumble, boo. Bad grumble. summer. Yes, bad summer this year. As in bad, do you mean, what, too hot or you've not done much into the Rep EV? <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? Well, it's been very changeable. Uh, changeable is the polite phrase that people in the UK use to describe the mixture of rain blowing in your face so you can't see coupled with just when you decided to go and huddle indoors and put on all your winter clothing incredibly hot days that remind us why we should really have air conditioning and so the running indoors and outdoors has not really abated this year people haven't really had a period where it's been nice and everyone's been like okay i'll actually plan and go fly somewhere yeah oh yeah somebody just said rain yeah yeah it's been about some days, especially last weekend as well. That was so hot. It's the complete opposite. It was just absolutely boiling. Um, which is good, but I didn't go flying. Damn it. <laughs> is he now? You work. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to next year doing all the trips again. The crazy trip. We need to do that again. Do you think you go back to the same locations? Have you got anything else planned? Mm, I think we'll definitely do the road trip again and, and go back to the same locations. I think we are thinking um, of basically doing, bringing, inviting the same people as last year and just doing it because I think that we had sort of pretty much the perfect amount of people, but you know, everyone else is welcome as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's limited in terms of like the transport and the, the accommodation we've got. But, yeah, it's, we're definitely doing it again. It's really fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I was a little bit terrified by the paper mill, but I'm happy to see that everyone <laughs> came back with all their extremities attached. Oh, that some horror stories of, oh, I got uh, this scar. Oh, yeah. Well, that paper mill was, yeah, just brutal, that was. Like, yeah, it was so hot. And like, um, one of the balls, which we saw last time, had just been knocked down in the main place we flew last time. It just been knocked down, so there's been... Changes last year. In fact, we went there and uh, we still saw some like props on the table where I left them last year. Like it's just there's no That's one goes there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a cool place. 
any room for a few wings at Drone Fest next year? Yeah, yeah, bring them. Like, uh, we had Dean, uh, we had Dean, um, Holt Blackheath, he brought his wing. Um, so, well, actually, it was a plane. No, it wasn't a wing. But he did bring his plane, like, and put it on the Sunday evening. You're welcome to bring wings. Like, there's no restrictions in terms of wings or planes or whatever you want to bring. You know, as long as it's transmitting and on the tent, you're flying in the channel that you're flying in, then that's all really matters and send it. Like, um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for next year's drone fest. We're not started planning yet, but we will be shortly, hopefully, and uh, getting something together. It's a, it's a lot involved. Like, it's been what last year's we spent nine, eight to nine months in Discord calls every single Wednesday, just playing, just planning everything. So it's not it's obviously it does take a while. So it was worth it. <laughs> so worth it. Are we going to see some kind of massive supercut of everything from this year as a as a featurette? Anything in the works? Yeah, so we saw. I don't know if you've seen the Camera Center UK video, but Camera Center UK they came along and they've done a FPV movie. Actually, that'd be well worth watching. Um, they yeah basically just did a movie. They took a few people out and did some like interviews with a few of the guys, the organizers, and and showed us some flight footage, and it was just a generally amazing video just showcasing the whole event and what, what, it took, what sort of went into it. But um, we're, looking, we're going to be making our own video, hopefully soon, um, just detailing all, all the shots we've got. Um, so that's going to be coming soon. Uh, Anything? Have you got... Uh, I saw a few clips on Instagram from Croatia. Have you got uh, oh, reels yes. from that? I've... That's on my yeah, endless, pretty much endless thing of video footage I need to edit. <laughs> the endless so, to-do list. Yes. But I will be, I'll be getting that edited soon, he says. I know, it's, it's always one of these things that hangs over you, isn't it? It's difficult it's like to... Eight, 800 gigabytes worth of footage is <laughs> on a holiday that I've got to go oh, through. Oh, man. Yeah. That is mental. It's like there's a creative Red Bull that's got a date with you and you're just going to sit down there and watch days of footage it's crazy and it's just like i've got so many different shots it's just working out how to put them together i think that's the main thing because we did so many different things you know one minute we're going go you know karting one minute we're you know sailing i don't know doing paddle boarding and then the next minute we're flying it's so many different things i just need to find a way of putting them together i think i'm going to start continuity with, hassle isn't it, it you know, know making it. the house be oh. off of each of the bandos it's just how do you put a video together like I, yeah i'm thinking of like doing a video where i'm just overlaying just doing a like a speech over it and then just showcase just talking a bit about each of the places cutting to different things fly footage but i also don't want to make it too long as well because i don't you know i don't think people <laughs> watch, want to watch like a foot yeah a, long a, a four hour epic like lawrence of arabia f with quads yeah just don't, just don't it, slowly at the distance getting closer and closer and closer with dramatic music playing <laughs> So many people are used to like short form content now, like on or TikTok or Instagram Reels. I don't know if someone will want to watch like a ignoramuses. You know what I mean? Make them, make them educated. <laughs> Sit them down for a button. Sure. I mean, Christopher Nolan three and a half hour epic with quads. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely do that. Can you imagine that? Just sat down, <laughs> like taping people to the. Hello, it's Mad Tech. I just can't stop thinking about the intro to Lawrence of Arabia, but with quads, like a, a quad getting really, just looking out over a desert and it gets toward, goes towards you really slowly. And it's just dramatic music. <laughs> it, it, it really sort of makes you like take your hat off to um, vloggers where they have the cutaways explaining like, we done this and this, you know, this happened and, you know, like B-roll and sort of just continent like the way cole does it is like he takes my footage to, of a you know like a place that he's never been he wasn't there on the trip and sort of like puts it together so it's like you know just digestible i, I really yeah, goal i appreciate yeah. you if you listen to this you probably won't but no worries um right Unfortunately, that is all we got time for. You've been listening to Let's Train Out. Uh, massive shout out to all our patrons who keep the lights on, keep the host in, 
keep everything going thank you guys we really appreciate you you guys rule you know who you are um, You're awesome thank you yeah there's also uh a couple of slots for executive people with certain donations where i'll read your name and say thank you at the beginning of the pre-recorded episode if you just listen to this as an audio podcast it is recorded on youtube we're live every thursday at 8 p.m till 9 and if there's certain things that we talk about that you want to see uh it should marry up quite nicely on the youtube that's youtube.com let's train out and our patreons patreon.com forward slash let's train out and you guys rule uh you've been listening to uh the man with the mustache Stephen. good evening good to talk to you all again see you next D- week dj failsafe hello <laughs> yeah see you all next week and my buddy cole who's not here anymore because he had to shoot off to work and i'm bright until i fly uh thank you good night telemetry lost